0: You are listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then we talk about them. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John, Chris, and Sam to play Wings for the Baron. Wings for the Baron was designed by Dave Townsend, who originally designed and self published in 2007. The version we played, Wings for the Baron 2nd Edition, was developed and published by Victory Point Games in 2015. At the time of this recording, Wings for the Baron has a 7.4 rating with 262 ratings on Board Game Geek. It is currently ranked 4,688. It's a 3 to 5 player lightweight game that plays in about 90 minutes. We thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in depth with Wings for the Baron. Okay, gentlemen, we're sitting in front of Wings for the Baron. I think we can, I can safely say this is one we've all been looking forward to. Is that correct? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. All right. So uh, this is actually Chris's copy, but I would say that this is like John's game. So, John, do you want to kind of give us the overall, the overview of Wings for the Baron?
1: So this is a game where you, the setting is World War One, but you're not it's not a war game you're 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 building airplanes your factories each of the four people sitting here at the table is going to play a a corporation that builds airplanes for the german war effort in world war one so there's a lot of biplanes on the on the board and there's events that come up and those are all about world war one so you get a little bit of learning if you're interested in that sort of stuff but the whole idea fundamentally is to build the best airplanes because if you build the best airplanes the German government gives you money for them, you you, you land contracts and you can use that to, to get money. Now keep in mind that the money you're getting is German Deutschmarks during World War One, which by the end of the war were more or less worthless. So one of the factors in the game is that the money you're getting could very easily be worth very little or nothing at all a couple of turns after you get it. So one of the options you have is to make a run for the bank and turn it into gold, turn it into hard currency that you then hide away so that you survive at the end of the war. So, um, in theory, the, the, the Germans can win the war at the end of the game, but most of the time the Germans lose, and one of the things you kind of have to detach yourself from is um, it really doesn't matter how the Germans do. Your job is to make as much money as possible. Get the money it, and run. Yes, have it in gold by the end of the game. So um, three kinds of airplanes to build. You need to decide which one you want to go after, and you can build rec- reconnaissance planes, you can build fighter aircraft, and you can build bombers. The bad guys, the, the allied units, the, the Entente, are um, uh, they, they have airplanes on the board as well, and you, your airplane needs to be competitive, so that airplane is those airplanes are constantly getting better. You have to build better airplanes than the Allies have, And you have to build better airplanes than all of your opponents, because whoever has the best airplane gets first picks on the contracts, and that's where the real money is. So I remember when John first brought this game around to game night, and knowing
0: John and looking at the box and seeing victory point games, I just kind of chalked it up as a war game, uh, which John is known to kind of push on us. And if I recall, I had just come off a very, 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 very sound defeat in what, Frederick's War, or was it Memoir? Or it was Frederick's War. So, I um, I wasn't really looking forward to jumping into the next war game. So, we kind of like, okay, John, that's cool, You gotta you got a new game over there, you can, you know, read the rules. It and, was condescending as hell. Yeah, of course. So, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks of this was going on, and I think I showed up late to a game night, and John's over on the couch reading the rules and i'm like all right let's just let's set this up on the table and kind of see what's going on with it we played i don't know maybe a couple of rounds just to kind of get, get a feel, feel for it, for it. and very quickly you learn that it's not a, a war game at all there's no dudes on a map there's um there's no like tactical warfare or anything like that you're literally trying to build the best airplane it's it's really kind of a euro in a war game skin
1: yeah it's 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 a business game with a war setting it's just that simple and there are things that happen during the war that kind of can affect your business you can have factories that get burned down because of sabotage and things like that but that's all that's all window dressing on what is fundamentally a build your business kind of game and um they did a real nice job with the pieces i don't know how many of you have played victory point games but the chits are thick enough that they will stand up on edge um Great big chunky pieces. The the art kind of has a early 1900s feel to it. They really kind of put all the pieces together and to create a uh, a re- really nice package. And and the, the primary driver of how you how you play the game is you have five actions to choose from. Uh, one including espionage, which allows you to steal things from the other player or steal technologies from them. They get to keep them, but you get them for free. Um, and you only get to play three of those. So each turn. You need to decide what your priorities are, and the ordering can sometimes uh, be important as well. So uh, it's it's kind of a neat game from that perspective, in that you have a limited amount of options and a whole bunch of stuff that you'd like to do. Card drawing, a little bit of dice rolling, and uh, and and making picking actions that keep you out of
2: the game. There's a whole lot of dice rolling. There's a whole lot of dice
1: rolling.
3: I don't actually remember there being that much dice rolling. But frankly, John, I'm amazed. You haven't mentioned what I think is the best feature,
1: which is the tech tree. What? You're right. I have not mentioned the tech tree.
0: Go ahead. Let's talk about the tech tree.
1: Sam? So
3: the tech tree are just a bunch of different ways you can make your planes more effective. Right? You can give them thicker wings. You can add a rear machine gun. You can get better engines all these different things and these are represented as cards in a deck that come up you have to play that card to research that technology but it's represented in front of each player as a board mm-hmm. of branching prerequisites so if i research ailerons then everyone else can use the espionage action to steal that technology from me
1: that's the point and that's, that's part of what, you know, I talked about building a better fighter, and fundamentally this tech, tech tree is what decides how good your fighter is. So with each new step that you place down, each little chip you put down on your board, you get better engines, you get plus two for the value of your fighter. You build uh, dual machine guns on it, that's another plus two. And the idea is to have the highest numbered fighter on the board or the highest numbered reconnaissance plane or the highest numbered bomber in order to score points.
2: Which and, that is where the dice rolling comes in. Because yeah, every mm-hmm. time you increase the tech on your plane you roll the dice to see how, what it is how much better it is that's so the you, point yeah, yeah so you, that is you, constant,
3: accumulate, you accumulate flat bonuses as you add technology but you do always roll the die what i really like about this tech tree is the more i think if one person has the technology you can try and steal it if two people have it it gets easier mm-hmm. and so you actually get to see the technologies proliferate uh, as the game goes, as people go, well, this is a, fun, you know, a foundational technology. I need to get that. Yeah, you'll have and an it edge, but not for long. Compared yeah. to, I mean, we played Mosaics, and I mean, it didn't have a tech tree, and it kind of barely had technologies. But it was weird to me. It was like, okay, I've discovered the wheel. No one else can discover the wheel now.
0: But yeah, the wheel was only really good for a symbol, right? And that's it, the other part it, of it. it, like, it there was no yeah. technology to the technology. Like there were a, a handful of technology cards that had technology to them, but it just you're 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 getting cards for symbols. Yeah. It,
3: in contrast to how mosaics didn't feel like it had technology at all, I really like how Wings for the Baron has an actual technology tree and it spreads,
1: and you can actually picture your airplane. Yeah. As you change its shape, as you get different pieces on it, you Mm -hmm. actually picture a bigger, better airplane. So it's kind of nice from that perspective. The theme is just perfectly built into the remainder of the rules. Yeah, and
0: one of the things that I really love is they use a lot of historical uh, imagery, uh, photographs uh, in the cards. So you really kind of get a history lesson as you play. In fact, there's a, a booklet that comes with the game that gives you like a breakdown of the history it, so there's like a paragraph on each of the different factories and you know what made them stand out against the other factories and whatnot and then like all of the historical events that are in the war status deck uh there's you know a couple of sentences or a paragraph on each of the different battles that happen so you have the opportunity to do some learning while you play as well which is which is really cool um, especially from a historical perspective One of the things that I'd like to say is that this is a good example of the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. So what you essentially have is a hand management game where you're getting technology and event cards. You're doing action selection with your action cards. So each, as we mentioned, uh, each factory has six action cards and it's up to you to decide which three you want to play down in a turn. And that essentially just kind of Informs how your turn's gonna go. And then you've got the die rolling and this tech tree, and you got like four really good mechanics that work really good thematically to create a really amazing experience. So I'm excited to get it back into this one. Um, it is, if I recall, our most played physical game. Uh, we've played many games on BGA. Uh, more times than Wings for the Baron, but as far as I know, logging plays, this is the one that we've played the most physically in front of each other. So, um,
1: Yeah, and it's been too long.
0: Yeah, it's been a bit. So, so. we're going to go ahead and give this one a shot, and we'll be back when we're done. All right, so our game of Wings for the Baron has concluded. Um, Let's see. The scores were as follows. Pitiful. Uh, For you, yes. I
3: don't think they were that bad. I did very badly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, you stole my talented engineer on turn one. It negated, like, one of my whole moves.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Chris won with 32 points. Steven was 30. John had 24. And Samuel, a pathetic 16. Wow, I was six behind you? Yeah, you weren't that far.
2: I thought it was, I thought it was closer. You were top of the contracts there for a good while. I was right on
1: the corner. Yeah.
0: I. Um, it's one of the few games that has ended in a German defeat that we've played in a while. <laughs> what? Yeah, it you, always
1: ends in a German defeat. What? Oh, you mean it, it didn't end with hyperinflation. Didn't
0: end with hyperinflation.
1: Right. Which is, is a German it's defeat. It's a German defeat. Right. It's just there, a, they have
0: a secondary we, we've loss actually, We've played a couple where the allies have been the ones to get down to zero morale. It, it can happen,
1: Yep. Yeah. So it's... The first
0: time the game ended so soon and with such low scores, because typically when the allies lose, we get around the board a couple of times. So, um... What'd you think?
2: I felt like I... I liked the fact starting with four factories at the beginning. That took a couple turns away to where I could focus on getting research cards and so getting those research cards. That's locked.
1: because you were Albatross, who historically was an up-and-running airplane concern at the beginning of the war. So your card allowed you to start with four factories while the rest of us had to start with one. So every 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 company starts with a historic basis, and that was yours. Mine was I have—I I was Fokker, and I've got— the. the fokker himself was a brilliant engineer so um and and
0: please let us keep our clean tag
1: so
3: we have a clean tag we do name. have a clean tag
1: false false you were Sam. you were false right where you get three additional actions yeah. somewhere yeah, during the game and what were you steven Halberstadt. you were Halberstadt and that's i had the extra
0: research cards
2: you get extra re- right. You so, get to pull more research cards to look. Yeah. My guy had two bonuses. He had the four starting with four factories, and then the bank. I got to add a one die roll modifier, so that's nice too. Yeah, that was. He really had nice. a direct
0: line to the Swiss bank account, yes. right?
1: Which
2: John and I rode
1: together a couple times. Well, you carpool, save a little bit of money, save a little bit of gas. So, yeah. but 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 in general, I, so so first of all, the Allied planes were pretty tough this time, so we had to keep up with them. And and that was kind of nagging at us. And the, the
2: bomber took off. It, right, and they, That they, negated they the Nobody bomber. Nobody went anything into the bomber. Yeah, well, we,
0: we kind of neglected the bomber
3: Yeah, we, we say the bomber took off, but really it, it passed everyone's effectiveness by like one. Two. Two. And everyone just went, oh, well, I yeah, so guess all, one, I'll so one, never one, put any investment into bombers right. for the rest well, of
1: the game. We, we just won't be in that line of business. And, but, with, but I and, mean, w- and with two other airplane types to build, you can build a fighter and you can build a recon. And, mm. then at that point, you can fill up Your capacity, right? I mean, I think
3: I think mechanically, the bomber is just not worth investing much in, right? I mean, there's some potential there, but you got it. I
0: think so. The card that came out that kind of turned us all off on bombers essentially set the bomber to whoever was highest, and then added two to it, so it went from zero to four. Because I think I had a two, or John had a two, or somebody had a two. And that was at the beginning of the game. And that's actually the perfect time for that card to come out because you don't want you don't want to be all the way up the track and then the bomber get a huge jump. Really? So I think strategically, we all kind of slept on the bomber and it probably was to our detriment, but none of us are really having problems Filling with our, our contracts. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it was just kind of weird thing where...
2: Well, the recon you get... A contract awarded for each recon plane you're ahead of. Yes. With the bomber, it's you only get a contract for each space you're ahead of the, the allied, allied bomber. Yeah. So, I mean, so if, you built your, if you built there.
0: your bomber, you could get over four. Right. I mean, you say
3: only, but the recon's capped at, you know, one plus the number of players. Or, no, the number of players, right? Because you yeah. can beat the allied recon plane, Mine, you can't, and beat, can't beat your own. So, so yeah, that's four. four. Whereas
1: the bomber, if you get up there But four's a lot when you but it, four's a but lot most right? people have eight to ten factories, so so four is fine.
3: Right, four's fine and you're rolling a D two plus uh, what? And the modifiers yeah, which are one or maybe two. Maybe one or two modifiers. And frankly the the bomber what really hurts the bomber is that it doesn't share anything with a fighter.
2: Right? Yes, that's true. The
3: recon plane shares A couple of spaces. A pair of plus twos with the fighter. Mm-hmm. So you can get those. You can bump your recon and your fighter at the same time. Great.
0: Yeah, it makes it makes sense to um, efficiently take those two those two that um, build both into the the recon plane and the fighter
2: plane. I looked at building my bomber up but you basically had to get to better engines three at what i think it was before you could start building better things that's when the you get bomber. a really good
1: bomber and i was i was in a position to do that but the cards i was pulling didn't have bomber markers on them so so i i, I was not in a position to develop the bomber even if and i if i had wanted to but and and i mean part of this game is there's card draws and there's dice rolls and there's there's enough that things tend to even out um, but I kept pulling the same technology Over and over again. I did the and, same thing. And so there was only so much I could do that said, by the end of the game, I had the best fighter with room to spare. So, I mean, there's, there's ways you, you make it work. I mean, you, you have to decide what your priorities are. Um, you end up losing the opportunity to turn your semi-worthless paper Deutschmarks into gold if you're spending all your time designing yeah, because that's how the game works. You get mm-hmm. in, in in the in this advanced version that we were playing. You have three slots, so you get to play three out of your five cards. So either you're building factories, or you're stealing stuff from other people, yeah. or you're designing airplanes, or you're researching tech, or you're going to the bank, and you don't get to do all five. And okay. but the first slot does allow you to do that one thing that you select like twice. You do get to do it twice, so okay. that's a ni- that's a nice change. But yeah, yeah but fundamentally, and, and it's one of these things where. Everybody needs to be well-rounded. You can't have a fighter that is completely out of the hunt, and you can't ignore going to the bank because inflation is going to eat you alive. And design needs to have research. So, and and frankly in theory, you can do without the espionage, but boy, there's not such times when it makes things an awful lot easier, so that ends up sliding into the game as well. I never would have known about rear-facing seats you would not have <laughs> figured out to put a seat facing the other way <laughs> on, a, on an airplane if you had not gone and spied on, on one of the other factories.
0: Yeah, I was actually kind of thinking about going bombers, but the morale just was tanking so fast. The game was coming to, like... A screeching halt so
3: yeah things did not go well for the Germans there at the end I thought we'd have another round and I was I mean I wasn't going to win because I just I know I had a couple bad bank rolls and I mean you know.
0: at one point I looked at the board and I'm like okay I think we have like six more turns I can make a run at bomber to where the bo- my bomber is better than the allied bomber and I can make some money off of the bomber and then three turns later the game was over so, like, I thought we were going to have, like, six turns, but the yeah. morale just, like, plummeted.
1: Yeah, so, so the game can change speed very quickly depending on how fast German morale goes down. But,
3: I mean, frankly... I think if you thought there were six turns left, you should have been looking at the inflation
1: tracker. Because it was getting close we to got We well, got a lot of Chris lucky rolls there. Well, well, that was I mean, that was bump bump the
0: thing. It, it was Chris. Chris just kept throwing well, he, the cards down. He bumped down it up him. twice,
2: yeah. right? But even still,
0: but, one of them was two spaces and one of them was, a, it was one space. No, they so were both one space.
2: Well, no, it, it, we had hit inflation, then I added yeah, another inflation. He, Chris added. Yeah. So I moved it us, up twice. Yeah, Chris
0: moved us
3: two spaces down the inflation I tracker. I knew that
2: my lead was dwindling. So I wanted the game to end, and and we right, were close because your airplane was not as effective because because no. we kept so getting lucky.
3: To... We kept getting lucky on the inflation rolls. Yeah, no, not at, the beginning. Like, not know, at the beginning. Not at the beginning. It was tough. Okay, we but. we had a run of of rolls where the inflation did
0: not go up. Yeah, the inflation didn't. Move. And I mean, that was the thing. Like, yes, I say there was six. I thought there were going to be six turns, but that obviously is depending on our inflation rolls. Yeah. From a morale standpoint, the morale is what you can look at the board and kind of... Yeah, that yeah. tanks
1: pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you know, bigger picture, and, and I certainly don't... Mean, I, I wrote a pretty extensive review on this game years ago and when, when I first got it, and one of the things I said was I tend to prefer the, the smaller game, the basic game, where you're only doing fighters, and then I've really kind of come around on... Now the game with all three planes is actually just as good. It's just a matter of it's just a different game. So you kind of get two games in the box, and there's solo rules too, which everybody loves now. So you actually get three games in the box. You get four games
0: in the box. All right, so you get the base, the the basic fighter I I, only.
3: I, I track you. Do the rule? Do the solo rules play, actually
0: have for, mm-hmm, for both and versions? And then you get the okay. campaign, which we call the the advanced game because campaign has a whole different connotation solo and multiplayer. So okay. it's technically four games in one box, which is And 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 you know. but I'll
1: be honest with you, after after playing today I'm like, eh, I think I'm leaning back towards like in that basic game. It's 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 you're 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 more you're you fighting in a much tighter closet. I mean it's it's about fighter effectiveness and you don't have the the the, the recons of the bombers allow you to kind of fill in your slack and mm-hmm. it's awfully easy to just get out ahead of people in recon and just say, Well it doesn't really matter. Now being at the top of the fighter means that you get to munch up all the contracts, and if you can get enough of them, if you can roll something other than a 1, which is what I was doing on several turns, then everybody else truly gets knocked down. If they have 8 or 10 factories, they may only fill five, six, eight slots but I'm not sure that happened a whole lot tonight. I think most yeah, of the no, time it that was, was
2: twice that I did not fill my contracts. It okay. was
1: happening to me. you were close. Yeah. You, weren't, you weren't really bleeding. Yeah. It, you were it, just was, losing it
3: was time. happening to me pretty consistently, which shouldn't be surprising well, because I had, die a, rolls I had a solid issue. last.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you were in last.
3: Uh, yeah, so. and I mean, my die rolls didn't help. If I'd so, rolled better, it would have so, been so, better for me. So, so
1: even in that advanced, that campaign game, the fighter still kind of runs the show. It does. Because you've, you've, you've got to be up there and you've got to be taking those first pickings. The, the first guy, you know, halfway through a game, you're obvi- you're probably getting seven or eight contracts. The last guy may get none, depending on what people roll, or may get one or two if that's yeah. what's left. And then I, at that point, they really have to I fill think, with their think
3: I think there were always contracts available for the last guy, but just because of the way the board's set up... If you go first, even if you roll a one, you're still getting five or six contracts. Yeah. If you go last, if you roll a six, you get two. Yeah. Which is not enough to keep up.
0: Right. Yeah, so at the beginning of the game, I was not getting contracts from the fighter because the cards that I was dealt at the beginning of the game, the tech, the technology cards, were like the the top end, end game, like this is what you dream of being able to build on your airplane card. Yeah. that there was no way I was getting at all like right. we, I don't think anyone could have like when the game ended I don't think anyone could have put the the metal wings or the folded metal no. or whatever it was
1: Yeah metal metal wings I think is the is the last uh, or cantilevered wings I forget which it is Yes yeah. So I essentially had
0: two dead cards in my hand that I couldn't use and I relied on having the recon plane in the beginning to actually get contracts, because...
1: Right, to fill the gap.
0: Like, I couldn't do... If, if we were just playing the the base game with just the fighter, I would have been out of the game, like, for the first three turns. Because I would have had nothing to do. Uh, until you guys built enough for me to espionage. But it just makes... I feel like it, it fills the game out to give you those options to keep you engaged in the game, where... You know, yeah, the, the base game with just the fighter is a lot tighter of a game, but it's also a lot more cutthroat. And it's, I don't know, it, it it gives the opportunity for people to have bad play. Not like bad decisions, but just like a bad play.
1: Yeah, I mean, each of those cards is dual use. So you, you have the other effects where you can be killing off other pilots or burning down factories. Yeah, if I mean, academy. it's the
0: beginning of the game, though. There's no factories or pilots or... Mm-hmm.
2: um, We played this game before where nobody could find ailerons. Right. I kind of broke the game open when I developed those three. All all of a sudden, espionage broke out on the table. Everybody Everybody, everybody needed that so badly. So, I mean,
1: and and that's the, you know, I I keep bringing this up. I mean, the, the, the games we tend to be preferring are the games that have a fair amount of chatter in them, that have some level of luck in them so that your play is not, you know, you don't sit down to the table to a game like this and say, you know, step one is do this, step two is do that, step three, and that's and that is my way of winning this game. That's just not something that comes up in a game like Wings for the Baron. You have to be able to roll with the punches and kind of make things work depending on what comes up. And you're right. Sometimes you're going to get research cards that just don't work out. So you, your first two turns, you just keep pulling more and more research cards until you fill in the gaps, and it sucks. And but that's just that's how the game is played. And I think the game gives you the ability to get back in because everybody's going to get a couple of bad rolls. And mm-hmm. at times, you get them the worst possible time. Um, but that's that's just the nature of this game. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I like that a couple of good decisions and a couple of good card pulls and a couple of good rolls can get you back into this game.
1: Yeah, and, and what's curious is because at one point I was having the same problem you were. I, I kept drawing the exact same technology over and over again. You can only use it once, so I've already built it. And then some, I had one turn where I drew three research cards, and all three of them were just perfect. And I'm like, Ugh, next turn, my fighter is going to just be just kicking butt. And sure enough, suddenly I ran up to the top of the chart, and I ended up staying there for the rest of the game. And, and it, it was kind of a hard time getting there, but once I got there, I was in a great spot. And and so, you know, you know I took knocks early. I got a lift at the end. Um, and, and I did okay I was kind of in the neighborhood of the win but didn't, didn't win but, um, but that's, that's how the game is played so I think, I think you know, a game like this it's, you know, it's more like bridge where sometimes you get great cards and you get to really dominate on the table other times you get terrible cards and you just you're playing defense you just say okay I gotta get through until I get the cards that are gonna work for me or the die rolls in this case that are gonna work for me and I think that's, I think that's the nature of this kind of play
3: i uh, I keep thinking about how in the the basic version the standard version whatever you want to call it you get one less action
0: right That's also true um, so in the 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 campaign game you get to put down three of your action card three of your six action cards right where in the the, the base game you'll only get to put down two
3: right and I, I keep thinking about how that would change things um, and I've never played the game that way mm-hmm. um, but I Thinking about it, I think I think I can see how that would improve it. Because not only is there less... You don't have to worry about the, the recon plane or the bomber plane. You also only can do two things a turn. Mm-hmm. So you get less done. Because there's yeah, a lot but- of actions that even if you only do it once on your turn, you can make some headway. But if you can only do two
1: things on your turn, I mean, that's a significant loss. It's it, it makes the decision a little bit tougher. Because mm-hmm. if, if, if you got 10 or 12 million Deutschmarks... So you want to go to the bank, I and mean, you want to go to the bank big because you need to get that converted over before it goes away. But you have to do that at the detriment to keeping up with the Joneses as far as plane design mm-hmm. is. You, yeah, it, you, it you're means burning that up. You know, with, you,
3: you, once you get ahead with three actions you can generally stay ahead if you just spend your third action kind of shoring yourself up right you can right now on one
1: one one trip to the bank every turn and yeah. then use the other two to kind of keep your airplane in yeah in, you, you
3: in, can in the manage front. that but if you only got two actions that's not really enough to do mm-hmm. you do like one thing well or two things poorly with three actions you can do one thing well and one thing poorly and I think that's a significant I think that would be significant
1: and this is the controversy i have been talking about for all these years because we've had this game for a number of years and and you know i i'll be honest with you when i i, I first saw this reviewed on there will be games and when i saw the theme i'm like oh that's that's my thing cuz i really like airplanes and i love the engineering widgets and there's just there's just enough crunchiness in this game the setting and the and, and the thematics and and even the art is very well done each different um corporation that's being played their airplane is shown on their charts. I mean, every the, the art has been very nicely done, um, so I, I really like it from that perspective. But it's also kind of my kind of game where it's more of a tactical. You need to work with what you've got. You know, the way you won last time probably isn't going to work this time. You got to figure out a new way around the around the corner, um, and that's that's the kind of that's the kind of gaming that this this one brings to you.
2: One thing with the cards. They're aces, and I did, I think we brought out one ace during the whole game. It's tough to lose a whole turn or lose that card. Those research card research cards are very yeah. valuable, and to give so them up to bring an ace, but if it, it pays dividends later on, yeah. But typically, it has something on that card that you want to use.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and the the, the good second abilities are paired with the good first abilities. So so oftentimes the card you're like, oh boy, I could really use either one of these.
3: And and frankly, I. Th- think i can see how in the standard game that equation changes right because you have less things to research and less things to spend cards on
0: yeah you're gonna have more you're gonna have more cards in hand that you can't use for research yeah so those events at the bot on the bottom of the card become more useful Mm -hmm. because it's becomes a way for you to get rid of that card that you've already researched where in the campaign game you if it has a Uh, recon or bomber icon you can use it to to build on your plane still Mm -hmm. so
1: right so in 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 this game tonight in particular the recon was kind of like this big pressure valve that any card you got that wasn't working your way that had that little blue symbol on it, you're like okay i can just i'll just keep throwing it at recon i'll stay ahead of a plane or two it's kind of like this this dependable money yeah that you just don't have to worry about anything. Even though it's not big, it fills in all your slack. And in and in the, the basic game, that's not
2: there. It's you, you live or die depending on how good your fighter is. I was surprised this game all of us had put stuff into recon. Typically you'll get one or two people that kinda of run out on recon and bombers. Yeah, that's a point. And the fighters will everybody'll will kinda of compete for that. But with a recon, I think all four of us at times either had to lead or were up there with it.
0: I know, I've won, I've won this game at least one time off the back of a bomber that I built um, like I said that card that came out that kind of like turned us off on it where it's reset or set it and then add 2 came out like the first turn so yeah, the bomber was at 2 but I just kept going with it and eventually my bomber was like at 13 or 14 and the allied bomber was at like 3, so I was getting like 10 marks a turn I was
3: like yeah you don't even
2: have to worry about your fighter at all but there is that one later on that says move the bomber up to the right
3: yeah I mean it's it's just another element of chance in a game that has a you know a healthy sprinkle of chance in it yeah um but yeah you get one one of the war events that says reset allied bomber to highest bomber plus one and now all of your investments are worthless because you're capped out you can't improve your bomber anymore and now the allied bomber is forever more effective
0: yeah, I mean, but at that point, hopefully, you've been able to funnel money into your fighter, right? I, um, I mean, it just the way this particular game went. This this game went a lot quicker than a lot of our more recent games. I I've also remembered games where we've filled out the entire fighter too. Oh
3: like yeah,
1: ever we're darn close to it. Yeah.
0: yeah, I I've filled out my fighter twice, oh. in the twelve times that we've played. One of them was with James, but um. We weren't even close to that this time
1: around. No, not really. I um, actually, I I was probably you were the getting closest, close, but you still but had I, probably I,
0: like five, yeah, five or six technologies that I was short on that you were yeah. short on, on on your fighter. I I don't know. I still love this game. I'd play it next week, and I would try <laughs> it with the um, I try it with the, with the the single the fighter only rules.
1: So yeah. on the BGG scale, you're saying if you always want to play it, that's a solid seven, isn't it?
0: I mean, there are a lot of things that go into your BGG rating. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things. So, like I said, there's a good history with this game. And I'm not talking the World War I history. I mean, like, we've played this a lot. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I think this is, at least since I've been a part of this gaming crew, this has been the most played physical game in our repertoire. I mean, this is our 12th it's game. It's up there, yeah. This is our 12th game. Um, and I think maybe Terraforming Mars might be close because I remember there was a period where we were playing that every week. Um, or at least somebody somebody at the house was playing Terraforming Mars. So this game, like, I play it, and I'm already thinking about how I would play it different next time. <laughs> And it, there aren't many games that engage me in such a way.
1: Yeah, you're thinking about it on the that drive you're th- home. You're thinking about
0: it like I'm not even on the drive home. Like right now, I'm like, okay, cool. I saw that I've never played Faults. I want to play Faults, and this is like what I would do different than Sam to not have 16 points at the end of the game and, and have a better showing. All right. Well, now I just feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, um, but and then like we're talking about doing the uh just the the basic rule. What it what's the what they what are they calling it? The basic game? The standard Bad game? The standard, oh. everyone standard game. Standard game. So we're sitting here talking about doing the standard game and I'm like, okay. I remember playing the standard game a couple of times before and I remember it being like really just like nitty gritty. Like it was a lot more there was a lot more uh espionage going on. Yeah. There's a lot more like
1: yeah, because you are head to head fighting with You're other churning people. churning cards
0: and like using the events more and it it opens the game up in a different way, but at the same time like also like I said, it has the potential to like just completely hose you at the beginning of the game and leave you like in a lurch and like way behind with really no good way to get back.
3: Well, I think I, I think in an interesting way the espionage action is a catch-up mechanic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean not it always. It is, like sometimes you got to roll a 5 or a 6, but you can still try. It is it is in it, but it takes a long time to catch back up with it because you don't get to improve your playing until you design again. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll get those modifiers, but you won't get to re-roll it. You won't get to um, move up the track until you do a design action. But anyway, all that to say, there's a lot of gameplay in this box. And, like, we've had it since... 2015 maybe 2000
1: yeah probably about then so, I'm not sure exactly this is when we a seven
0: i mean um, what does it say on the box here
1: yeah i got my copy 2015 okay and i got my copy pretty soon after it came out so
0: 2015 this has been a uh, you know with us for seven years uh, we've played it 12 times there was a, a period of time where we were playing it you know um back to back to back i i just and i'm not tired of this game like we've there've been so many new titles out and you know we've dabbled in the cult of the new and blah blah, blah but I, always we always talk about wings for the baron and we i'm always thinking about it i mean this is a, this is the perfect example of a seven that you can have i mean i love this game so much it's still one of my favorite games I mean,
3: that's that's 12 times that you've played this game yeah, I think and we logged played with the that play. I, I know for no, sure yeah. we've played it multiple yeah.
1: times without you. Yeah, and my copy shows the where. Yeah, So.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a game that we have two copies of in our group. John honestly, has a copy. Chris has a copy. Honestly, Do you have one too? I don't, okay. but I think I'd like one. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're hard to find right now, and hopefully um, there's a third edition coming at some point. We'll, we'll have to give Dave Townsend a shout and see what he says. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, how many games do we have that aren't, like, Carcassonne and settlers take it to ride and, and yeah. Settlers that we have more than one copy of?
1: Yeah, very few.
0: I mean, we don't even have more than one copy of Terraforming Mars, and it's showing its wear. We probably need another copy at this mm-hmm. point. But, I mean just the fact that there are two copies in our collection that get played speaks volumes to how good this game is
2: yeah there was a time that john wasn't showing up every week and this was a game that we wanted to play Uh,
0: imperial 2030 did that too and then jeff went away and
2: yeah so i mean the one thing i love about this game it you say it's 2015 mm -hmm. it feels like it's it feels very comfortable it feels playing it. Yeah. It, it. It doesn't feel new. It feels very... Like, oh, I
3: would have guessed older. I, I, oh, really? I think older. I,
2: think it, I feel like it's been around for a while. It, Seven I mean, years seems... I mean, like we've played it a lot, so I guess that's why, but it just... I don't it, know.
3: It just, Like when we played Primordial Ooze. Primordial Soup. Primordial Soup. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. And you could... You just kind of got a sense of, okay, this game was designed... In, from a different era. From a different yeah. era. And,
1: and this game, this it, Wings that's for the how this feels. is the same kind of thing where yeah. there is there's there's an older design paradigm exactly. built into the running gear of this game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Modern exactly. stuff you see. And, and a lot of people get, get all complainy. They don't want chatter. They want, they want to be able to show up and they want to be able to play their cards the exact way they always play their cards because they, that's how they guarantee a win. And this is not a game that does that. This is a game where you're going to need to roll with the punches. You're going to need to change up. You're going to sit there and say, you know what? Recon stopped working for me, and I don't think I can get it back. So now I need to go for the best fighter. And, you've, and, and it's the kind of decision you need to make on the fly in order to make this game hum. And that means you're learning something new. Every single time you play it, the game is going to play differently, and you're going to get a whole different feel from it.
0: Yeah, And, you know, it's another thing. Like, I really think while the theme is perfect for this game, I think the theme was the biggest detriment to this game. And potentially Victory Point as well. I mean, I love I love the game despite everything. Victory Point doesn't make games that gamers want to play, because it comes in this pizza box with a with a sleeve and the uh, the chits are laser etched so that you ha- it comes with a napkin that you have to wipe the soot off the chips. I feel like this is a game that if it were like more family friendly, like themed, like like even cute spaceships or or whatever and put out by someone like Days of Wonder I really think that this is the type of caliber game that could go on to win like a lot of family game like it it's a family weight game despite yeah. it's theming
1: especially especially the basic
2: version yeah, yeah. I mean this could Standard totally rules.
0: be like a spiel to chars nominee type of game
2: yeah. I agree you could definitely change this to some other type of genre or something along those lines and it would work just as well if not better but I
0: mean it, it sucks because this is such a perfect theming for this game right I mean like, I think
3: frankly it it feels like a labor of love yeah. to me like someone who's very passionate about the the history behind this game wrote the you know wrote the rules and put it together and, yeah. it, and it works. Um, and I agree that, you know, the theming, you're, you're playing German, you know, German
1: manufacturers in World War One. Uh, not exactly the mainstream. Yeah,
3: it, it, yeah. it turns some people off. the mechanics
1: of the game are awesome. I mean, and, frankly, and it works. And it absolutely fits the setting of the game. So you, you, you're talking about espionage. Well, it's kind of a catch-up mechanic, and I, I hate catch-up mechanics. You know what? Mm-hmm. You want to catch up? Play Do better. better. This game you sit there and go, Yeah, but espionage makes a whole lot of sense for what was going on. Yeah. That that really mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And uh,
3: and the, the hyperinflation and the way you gotta turn your cash so, into gold. So all
1: all of that works. There there's mm-hmm. no part of this game where you sit there and go, Boy, that kinda seems like it was bolted onto the side of it. I mean everything seems to work yeah. right.
0: So I gave my rating. Chris, what do you think about Wings for the Baron?
2: You know, I like this game so much I I did have to go out and buy my own copy. Yeah. One that's complete has all the right pieces and everything in it.
0: All right, so yeah, we played John's a lot and in that process we lost one or two of the the smaller chits. So we've had to come up with
1: I have
2: made beautiful reproductions yes, by I the take way. Great and
1: and it's they, they don't affect the gameplay because they're just markers. They're yeah. not um, there's not something you pull out of a bag but or I take or great
2: over. pride in having a complete set. Well, so. you go yeah. ahead and
1: take great pride because those pieces are going to disappear someday when you're not here. <laughs> Yeah, they're going
0: to magically appear and, in John's copy, and
1: you're going to find little foam uh, duplicates sitting inside <laughs> your board
2: instead. Well, at that and, point, I'll probably be saying, "Hey, it doesn't matter. They're just pieces." And it's a just whole lot something. easier
1: to just trade the entire box because my copy's pretty beat at this point. I mean, it's it's kind of, it's been through the
2: war. I guess I can say that. But, I like that when a game shows somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's 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 well loved. It adds what to it boils character. Down to. Yeah, and yeah. and unfortunately for this particular game, if you want to replace it, it might cost you a few bucks, or you might have a little bit. of, a little, little bit of trouble finding it. Um, there's, there's rumor that Dave Townsend, he, the rights reverted back to him because Victory Point Games has, has folded, chop. Um, but there's rumors that it, it may come back out again, and, and. You know, I tell you what. There was a there was a first edition of this that nobody owned, and, and I don't think I've ever heard of anybody having played it. This is the second edition where things really became much tighter, and and really got, they got the package polished up. If there's a third version that comes out of this game, it's gonna be that's gonna be a holy Toledo game. I mean, Excellent. I think that's gonna be neat.
2: All right, so Stephen, you asked me what my rating for this would be. Yes, Wings for the Baron. This is a game that I enjoy playing a couple times in a row. Bring it out a couple times a year. I got to give it a solid seven.
0: Excellent. Sam, what are you thinking? Where are you at on this one? Well,
3: even though I lost horribly, (laughs) uh, which is unusual for me, but it happened. I still would like to own a copy of this game because there are people I play with who don't make it to these game nights and I'd love to be able to share this game with them. So I think I'd have to say at least a seven,
0: probably higher. I just looked this up on eBay $225 I might just have to go third party Dave if you're listening and I hope you are you need to stick the fire in whoever's butt and get this (laughs) out again because I think like I said I think you have a winner here it just needs a little better marketing and I hope we're providing that and just a little more polish and I think think this third edition is
2: going to be fantastic just a great game
0: and everyone needs to go out and buy it as soon as yeah. it's
2: released. John, what do you think?
1: This is a 7. Easy. This
0: is the easiest 7 ever.
1: Easiest ever. I bought it for a reason. I'm glad I have it. And it's one of those games on my shelf that is never going away.
0: Yeah. that's You, you can sell it to
1: Sam for $150. Bucks. 225 And then play it still because yeah. he'd be here. Okay, now you got me thinking.
0: It might leave everybody wins. All right. So that was wings for the Baron. Find a copy, play it. And you'll see what we mean. You will not be, you won't
2: not be disappointed.
0: You won't regret it.
1: You know, we were on a roll there. I I just set you up to hit that out of the park and look what you did. You you
3: will not fall subject to hyperinflation. (laughs) (laughs) What were we
0: saying? You will not be disappointed. Pick up a copy of Wings for the Baron. Wings for the Baron. Wings find for it, the it, play it, love it, just like we do. John, Chris, Sam, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Wings for the Baron. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and guild on Board Game Geek. We look forward to hearing from you.